Hello, 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 and welcome to another edition of the Fade the Public Podcast. My name is Ian Collins, I am your host, and joining me as always is the Michael Bloomberg, my Elizabeth Warren, Mr. Ryan Morris. Oh man, if only I could have, uh, if only I had $500 million to waste on a uh, basic, uh, basically a publicity stunt, I guess you could call it. Um, I gotta tell you, if I had $500 million to waste, I wouldn't be anywhere near politics. What's, what's the old joke? Um, yeah, I, I won the lottery, I, I, don't know, I won $20 million. Um, I, uh, I spent uh, $5 million on hookers and blow, and the rest I wasted. <laughs> well, what's the, uh, do you remember that golf uh, interview after someone won, uh, won a tournament? They were interviewing him and said, did you ever think that you'd, in your wildest dreams that you'd ever win uh, a, a tournament on the PGA Tour? And he looked the interviewer square in the face and said, my wildest dreams have nothing to do with golf. <laughs> I haven't seen that. I don't know who that is. I'm sure Jake will know, our resident sports expert, who has been... Quite the um, bitter listener recently, so let's hope this episode uh, makes him a little happier than uh, episodes past, because uh, apparently uh, not knowing that the Astros, I still don't know what the Astros did, but um, yeah, apparently they did something bad, I don't, I don't know. It's baseball, so who really cares? Who gives a shit, man? Um, more important... I don't, care. I don't care if they use a fucking metal bat. Honestly, it'd be more entertaining... People would die, probably. <laughs> dingers. I want fucking dingers. Dingers. I want, I want baseball to be the center of the CTE discussion. <laughs> Did you ever see that video where the, uh, the pitcher uh, had uh, a, li- like a line drive miss basically causing a concussion because it hit like the... The fold on his hat, the bill of his hat, square in the center, and so it just broke that, and it only like basically like knocked into him instead of like as opposed to knocking him out. No, I never saw that. When was that? Oh, this was like four or five years ago. Yeah, yeah. Like it, once again, we go back to the original point of baseball. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> Um, more importantly, the Dodgers might, because they actually should probably, the Dodgers and the Yankees will, and no one else will, because those are the only two teams that stand a fucking chance of winning the the World Series this year. And that was our baseball preview. Thanks for tuning in. Um, (laughs) coming up next, uh, um, uh, you mentioned, um, Pocahontas and, uh, mini Mike, um, Ian, uh, do we want to talk about the uh, Super Tuesday results? Uh, let's first talk about the fact that the the Democratic Party de- deserves a round of applause for being able to do something that the Republican Party was completely unable to do, and they closed ranks right quick. Uh, as soon as that soon is that self implode. Uh, what is that self implode? No. They uh, they close ranks now. We will find out if that ends up causing an implosion, uh, come the convention. But as of now, 
they managed to completely, basically, snatch the nomination away from Bernie Sanders by Joe Biden offering a cabinet position to Amy Klobuchar and Pete Buttigieg uh, to get them to drop out so that all of their supporters would switch over to him and give him... I believe he won all the states on Super Tuesday, excluding California, Utah, Colorado, and Vermont. And uh, by the way, um, Mini Mike is dropping out and donating all of his funds to the Biden campaign, from my understanding. But but he won American Samoa. Uh, uh-uh. he won the majority of American Samoa. Uh, Tulsi got one delegate from American Samoa. So, uh, fucking watch what you're saying, buddy. <laughs> She still has a chance. She's still got she's a fight. The only woman, I, she's the only woman or person of color left in this race, and she just isn't getting the press she deserves. I don't know why she hasn't dropped out yet. She must have gotten like enough donations to just string together some fucking like shoddy campaign. And, you know, I, is, is she still campaigning, or was she just already on the ballot in these places? And so it's a thing. I don't know. I don't. She she's like clearly like speaking at places. Like I follow her on Instagram, and she's like giving different speeches. And you know, well, she's not running for re-election in Hawaii, so it no. doesn't really make much of a difference. No, I don't know. I don't know what she's doing. Um, it's been living in, her best life. That's what she's. That's doing. what she's doing, man. That's what she's doing. Good old Tulsi, man. I wish she had a better shot than she does. Um. So Biden uh, is um, pretty much clearly the front runner. Um, my favorite thing I read about the Super Tuesday results was a comment. I, I'm sorry. This is Biden. I believe you mean the Super Thursday results. Oh, so they haven't happened yet. <laughs> I debated making. Um, I debated making my uh, dumpster fire of the week. Uh, Joe Biden's sister, um, <laughs> but. But, or was uh, it his wife? The world may never know. That's why it's the dumpster fire of the week. You know, um, if he's from Alabama, it's the same thing. Um, the, um, uh, the, the funniest thing I read on the Super Tuesday results was a thread on uh, Reddit where someone had posted some 4chan thing about Biden literally just not having a campaign other than being um, uh, Obama's butt plug, I think was the, was the, was the direct verbiage from 4chan. Um, and the comment, the comment, uh, it was below, you know, of course, Reddit is like a Bernie hive mind. So people were talking about how, except for, except for R slash the Donald, which doesn't exist anymore, by the way, I tried to find oh, it. Oh, they got rid of it. I'm pretty sure it's gone. Um, that's a shame. That was very funny. The fact that if you, uh, that if you upvoted it, built a wall was very funny. Yeah, it was, um, they were creative over there in that subreddit. I think they got banned for hate. <laughs> Who could imagine? Wow. Who, Who could have guessed? Who saw that one coming? Not, not me. <laughs> not I. <laughs> uh, did, uh, did you know, slight tangent since we're talking about Reddit, did you know that the West Virginia subreddit uh, has... For the upvote, it's the shape of West Virginia, and the downvote is the shape of Virginia. I did not know that, but that's excellent. <laughs> I don't subscribe to the West Virginia subreddit. Um, I don't either, but someone, a, some, a friend of mine does, and they sent the sent a screenshot to me. Um, the, um, the the funniest comment below it was uh, was about Bernie, and uh, 
and I think it's a great point for debate, um, so I'll just ask it to you. If Bernie is the answer, what on earth was the question? Uh, is this, I think, and I could be wrong, it's the answer to the question that Zool asked in Ghostbusters. Do you know what that is? I have not seen Ghostbusters. Uh, it's choose your destroyer, and that, <laughs> and I can't think of a better way for the world to come to an end than the the world's economic superpower falling into into ruin and collapse because we nominate a geriatric socialist that has never held a serious job. <laughs> His entire life, but knows that we need to spend an extra sixty trillion dollars in the next ten years. You, you know, I, I, um, I, the one thing I like, I love about what's going on now in America is we're energy independent, and um, you know, people are enjoying low gas prices, and and you know, it is historically, statistically accurate that uh, in periods of low oil prices, economies boom because you know. Gas is cheap. Transportation is cheap. It's easier to move goods and services and labor and, and people around the, the world. Um, and Bernie claimed that if elected, he was going to ban fracking nationwide. Um, so I don't know what he was going for there. And I don't understand. I, I think when when asked that um, or when prompted that, like, over 75 million people, or not 75 million, 7.5 million people would lose jobs if fracking was uh, made illegal in the United States. Bernie said, and it is worth noting that these are these are jobs that would not be replaced with green energy. Correct. Um, you're not going to take um, Joe Schmo Roughneck from North Dakota and uh, stick him in an office to help people um, learn how to type on a keyboard. You know, it's it's not. Uh, they're not. They're not going to be designing the next solar panel. No. Um, nor are they going to be putting it together. To be honest with you, these people are really stupid. Um, the the Bernie says that it, it's 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 a moral issue at this point, and it's a part of the Green New Deal, obviously banning fracking nationwide. Um, did you know, Ian, that the United States produces more oil and gas than any country in the world? I did know that, yes. Um, so, you know, I'm no fucking genius, but if we were to... We're all well aware of that. <laughs> if, if, touche. If we were to essentially um, have, if not reduce our uh, oil output by two-thirds, do you think that would cause a supply chain issue? Um, hmm. If I'm going to reach into my vast knowledge of the oil industry and finance and business as a whole, I would say possibly. Now, there's another moment. There's another key aspect of this that uh, I think, you know, um, have you ever heard the phrase in history, touch the hot stove uh, and learn your lesson or beware you're going to touch the hot stove again, right? It's, it's It's the old, you know, phrase of, you know, burn yourself on the hot stove. If you're not careful, you'll do it again. If you don't learn your lesson the first time, something, mm-hmm. something about the um, the '80s oil embargo. Does that ring a bell? Was that a bad time in America? I don't know what you're talking about. Seriously? 
I know exactly what you're talking about. Thank God. That's, yes. Okay. Um, so, you know, for, for our listener that, uh, that doesn't know what that is, essentially um, we were dependent on OPEC for the majority of our oil usage. And I want to say it was the seven days war that caused this. Six day war. That was that? Yeah. So the six day war, we ended up backing Israel against. You're gonna have to help me with the country. Was it Kuwait or Saudi Arabia? Oh wait, no, that would have been the seven days war. Sorry, it was. Israel was facing off in the six days war against like Egypt and, um, Egypt and Jordan and a few different countries. Yes, and essentially OPEC said, "Fuck you, America. We're not sending you any sending you any more oil." Uh, and you know, um, none of us were alive in the eighties, uh, but um, if you've seen the pictures, there were lines for gasoline literally, you know, a half mile long because there was none in America. So, I guess if we know everything. Everything becomes electric under Bernie Sanders because he clearly has a plan in place that's going to make us be able to sell our, our gasoline cars and our airplanes and our locomotives and um, you know our power plants and everything else. We're all going to ride bicycles and uh, and and uh, play with butterflies on our way to work in the morning. Um, I don't think fra- banning fracking is uh, is a good idea, but you know, hey, our Lord and Savior Fidel, Ca- I mean Bernie Sanders is gonna is gonna save us all. Okay, so just a quick correction. Yes. One, it was not in the 80s. It was in the 70s. Ah, okay. Two, it was 1973. Two, it was the Yom Kippur War, uh, and it was over a period of about 20 days in October of 1973. That then led to an oil embargo that lasted, I believe, about six months. Perfect. And so uh, that makes more sense. Uh, but yeah, no. So I very much look forward to seeing how Bernie Sanders does in these states that he has proposed to take away a large industry in, such as Pennsylvania by or the Dakotas by banning fracking. Texas or pers- oh, well, Texas was on Super Tuesday. Yeah, um, he did actually very well because for the same reason that. Uh, Republicans in California are some of the staunchest Republicans is the same reason why the Democrats in Texas are the, some of the staunchest Democrats. Uh, they're basically in enemy territory 100% of the time. Yes. And so Austin is basically the uh, hippie, hipster central of the mid, the central time zone, essentially. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'd say so. Uh Okay, so yeah, that's, uh, that's why he did so well in Texas. But I'm most curious to see how badly he gets beaten in Florida because he has managed to piss off the Cubans by <laughs> praising Fidel Castro and his literacy programs. Let's not focus on the fact that every country in the modern world has literacy programs, and in fact, plenty of other... Latin American countries at the same time had literacy programs that did not entail uh, jailing and executing dissidents. So, I mean, granted, everyone has their own way of doing things. I'm not here to judge cultural relativism and all that, but I'm just pointing out that that is is a thing that could happen. 
Um, and he is also, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, fair bit of Cubans that escaped Cuba in Florida. There's also a fair bit of uh, retired Jewish individuals in, in Florida uh, because they moved there from New York uh-huh. to avoid the cold. Yep. And uh, so being critical of Israel and comparing them to the Nazis, as he has been known to do, is uh, not great. Tell me, um, if you're trying to win the Jewish vote, should you criticize Israel at all? Mm, probably not. And even worse, should you compare them to the Nazis? I would not advise it. It is a bold strategy. Hey. Um, to all of the 22-year-old 20, people uh, in this world, 23-year-old people in this world that uh, are still on their parents' insurance, he's a great candidate, and I'm... I'm pumped for them that they support someone like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that this would be an excellent point since I since we've just talked about the Yom Kippur War and Bernie's hatred, uh, a base ability to piss off pretty much everyone in Florida. Uh, to point out that Bibi Netanyahu uh, has apparently managed to gain a plurality of the votes in Israel and will likely continue being their next prime minister. Well, congrats to him. Should we, uh, should we um, have, a, have a beer for him? I mean, we can. It has to be kosher, though. Is there kosher beer? Of course there's kosher beer. There has to be, right? Is all beer kosher? Uh, we'll I don't understand out. what makes things kosher and not kosher. Yeah, no, there's kosher beer. Do you name? Can you name a brand? Uh, it just says Hanukkah beer. Yeah, weird. Um, the Jewish culture is very interesting. Apparently, Anheuser Busch beers are kosher. Is Miller Lite kosher? Kosher. I'm not fucking looking up every Look goddamn up. beer to God see whether it. or not it's kosher. <laughs> Fuck. You're not converting to Judaism. Why do you care? How do you know that? Because you don't believe in God. Uh, maybe I believe in that God. The Old Testament's always held a special place it's in my heart. It's the same God, you fucking imbecile. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, dumpster fire, or, uh, or, or I guess dumpster fire of the uh, political election, um, shifting gears here, is um, Elizabeth Warren. Um, ha- Ian, can you, can you tell the audience how she did in her own home state? What? How many? How she did? She lost to two people. Uh, she lost to... She, she managed to do so poorly that she actually managed to fuck over Bernie Sanders so neither of them won. My f- and Joe Biden snuck in to a race he hadn't campaigned in. I- a state he had not shown up to, had not campaigned in. I don't know if he has a campaign office in, in Massachusetts at the moment. But he managed to win there. My favorite thing, um, my, my, my favorite damn thing about this whole thing or this whole like Super Tuesday thing is just the complete meltdown that Bernie Twitter is having over Elizabeth Warren, how she's such a like selfish bitch 
that she came in and literally caused Bernie to not um, to not win the nomination. Everyone supported Bernie. He has a huge following. Like if it wasn't for Elizabeth Warren, Bernie would have won uh, Massachusetts and he would have won a couple other states. But a Warren just has to come in and completely disrupt all of Bernie's momentum. Um, you know, I'm I'm no genius when it comes to political. Uh, you know, this is the second time I've said I'm no genius. Uh, once again, reinforcing the point that I'm not a genius. Um, but I don't think it takes a rocket scientist to put two and two together that, you know, if you have a, a strong following and you have all of the support from so many people, you should probably win a few elections. You know what I'm saying? Well, the concern there is the idea that, one, in a lot of the states, Joe Biden could say the same thing about Michael Bloomberg stealing his portion of the vote as well. Or the fact that Amy Klobuchar and Pete Buttigieg stole his portion of the vote there, too. Mm -hmm. And so it's they wouldn't be nearly as dominant, but they aren't looking at it that way because uh, Pete and Klobuchar got out of the race. The idea that you're basically sitting there pissy and and like throwing a temper tantrum because your competition didn't do what you wanted them to do is the most ludicrous fucking behavior I have ever seen in a political campaign. What's like I understand being upset that it was that the DNC was colluding with Hillary Clinton in 2016. That is a fair complaint to have. But being upset that your opponents were like we don't want this guy to win, so we're we're going to drop out and support a different opponent. That's called politics. That happens literally every single election cycle. That is not a unique thing to Bernie. People were going to be doing that to Donald Trump if they would have managed to get him, if they weren't so prideful and Marco Rubio and John Kasich had just gotten out of the fucking race. Like, this yeah. is not unique. This isn't special. They need to quit their bitching and learn to just recruit people to actually want to vote for this geriatric communist. To, well, the thing is, it, it would be concerning to me if I'm a, if I'm a Bernie Sanders supporter or I'm, I'm on the fence and I don't know who I'm voting for. It would be concerning to me to see almost every member of the establishment move away from his political viewpoints. Um, it, you know, I, Bernie has chosen to take this almost ultra liberalism path, uh, into presidency, um, basically claiming free childcare, free healthcare, free education, no fracking, um, you know, the, the wealth tax, um, it would be concerning to me that you don't you're not drumming up the support that you think you're drumming up um day in and day out based on Bernie's stances on these things um you know if you notice um the guys that seem to have gained momentum in the political or in the democratic party specifically Joe Biden uh happen to be the most moderate of the candidates and aren't standing up there telling you that you're going to have to telling everyone that, uh, you know, if you're wealthy, you're going to have to pay an 85% tax. Um, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, it, it should be a wake up call to the, to neoliberals that, uh, 
you got to be a little more moderate. You got to you got to ha- you got to resonate with the majority of the country. You're not going to you can't you can't live in your echo chamber and think that you are going to change the world um, because everyone you talk to uh, agrees with you. You, you gotta you gotta have those tough conversations um, and learn how to meet people in the middle. You know, believe it or not, in America people like their guns, uh, and believe it or not, in America people don't want to pay a lot of taxes. Um, it's it's easy to sit back uh, as especially as a young person and think. I'm getting screwed um, because my health care is expensive and the wealthy are making too much money and it's not fair. However, um, you know, I paid more taxes and saw no benefit under Obamacare than I ever did under the Trump administration just because, you know, if you ever change jobs, you ever heard of you've heard of a probationary period, right, Ian? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you know, I had three months where I didn't have any health insurance. Well, under the Obama administration, I had to pay like I, I lost like twelve hundred bucks out of my tax return, uh, maybe even more, because I didn't have health insurance, and you know, I was penalized. It was a tax penalty for not having having health insurance. That was my favorite attribute ever. It's it was the idea that oh, you can't afford health insurance even at this lower rate. Well, fuck you. Now you also lose an extra four hundred dollars. Yeah, exactly. You know, and and Trump 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 took that out. I didn't have to pay a tax penalty this year when I changed jobs. And you know the these kids, these fucking juveniles that that are drumming up support for for Bernie, they've never had to go through that because mom and dad they're still on mom and dad's insurance. You know. Uh, and yeah, by the way, it sounds great that he's going to get rid of your student debt, but what? I, I just, oh, man, I, I get frustrated with it, and there's no reason to get frustrated, obviously. Um, but it, honestly, it's it's more entertaining to sit back and laugh at how ludicrous it is. Um, but yeah, you know, the guy's got some some great ideas, and yeah, he's, he's a he's a rah rah, everybody feel good about themselves kind of candidate. But it's just not how the fucking real world works, man. You know, and uh, he's got to if, if he wants to if he wants to make any kind of progress in the next in the next few months through these primaries, he's got to step back and be more moderate on some of his on some of his outlooks. And I just don't think he will. I don't think he will. So two comments to make on this uh, on what you just said. One, uh, it's worth noting that people are getting upset that the Democratic Party that Bernie Sanders is not a part of. He is not a Democrat. He is an independent still that they are letting to run in in their party uh, primaries. They're upset that this party that he is not a part of is not shaping their views around this person that refused to join their party. I cannot imagine having that much... Uh, feeling that important and having that uh, that inflated of an ego to think that you're so valuable that everyone else should change around you, but you don't even have to fucking pay dues to the party. No, of and course second, not. And second, the ironic thing about the student debt that you suggested is the fact that he always goes off about the more advantaged and the wealthy, but the ironic part is that if you cancel student debt, that is going to be helping, I believe it's the vast majority of people with student loan debt are in the top 50% of earners in the country. 
Yeah. And so you are actually taking money from poor people's taxes to pay for people earning more money than them and pay off their debts for them is what's happening. The rich get richer. But that's how he appeals. To, that's how he appeals to his voter base. His, his fan base is is not. You know, I, I don't think his his vote base or his his demographic are the poor are poor minorities. It's 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 millennial white people. Oh, uh, you know? he's got a huge millennial support amongst the Latino community. He, I think, he got like eighty four percent of Latino votes in California. Wow, I didn't know that. Under the age of thirty, I didn't know that. Um, it's just, I mean, it's interesting. It's such an interesting race. And, you know, Biden obviously is the most moderate. He's probably going to be the, 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 he's the most moderate because he's, it's ironic that he's facing someone named Bernie because he is weakened at Bernie's. He is being propped up as a cadaver that, and that's why he's moderate is because he's, he's not even speaking cogent sentences So you can't have a radical position if nobody understands the literal words that are coming out of your mouth. Boy, these, these debates are going to be made for TV. There are going to be so many great one-liners that come out of these debates. It's going to be unbelievable. It's going to be I think absolutely it would be, unbelievable. I think the, only, the problem for Trump is that it'll look like he's taking a steel pipe to your <laughs> grandfather in a home. <laughs> and that's that's gonna be it's gonna be a fine line between just being a complete dickhead and and pointing out actual weaknesses. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The, <laughs> it might legitimately be less uh, less uh, hurtful for him to just come out and hit him with a steel chair <laughs> like in WWE. Um, the. Uh, he he did make a joke um, when he was in Charlotte. I saw he he uh, he made a joke that um, that Biden should be put in a home, and if he is put in a home, um, or when he if he does, uh, you know, if he were to be president, the the crazy I think he said quote unquote the crazy Democratic Party would uh, would would stick him in a home anyway and run the run the the presidency from behind his back so it's not going to matter he'd just be a face or something like that <laughs> um dude he doesn't know where he is and the dude have you seen the videos of him like trying to kiss babies or like smell babies yeah yeah i've seen that dude he is a also by the way uh miller light is not on this list of approved kosher oh, uh, man. alcoholic products well i guess i can't be a jew that's why that sucks are you circumcised Yes. Fun fact. Well, you've got that going for you. <laughs> Fun fact. Uh, oh, man. Well, people didn't need to know that. Um, you can always cut it out. Uh, I'm not going to feed into that joke. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, all I'm doing is throwing softballs. If you don't want to hit them, that's your decision. <laughs> Uh, there's another joke in there somewhere with softballs, but we're not going to go down that path either. Um, what else? Uh, I'm trying to think of what else happened on Super Tuesday um, that was somewhat entertaining um, politically, but I think we've kind of hit the nail. Uh, Roy Moore only didn't even hit the teens, uh, which is weird because that's usually what he aims for in the <laughs> Alabama Senate race. 
Uh, oh, to- well, Tommy, Tommy Tuberville, uh, I think, tied or will go into the Senate, or I think maybe won the Senate nomination for the Republican who? Party. Tommy Tuberville. Oh, okay. Do you know, do you know who that is? No. Uh, he used to coach at Texas Tech and at Auburn. Head football coach. Oh wait, I have heard of him yes. before. Is yeah. it uh, is it Tuberville? I thought it was Tuberville. Uh, I I call him Tuberville. Okay. Yeah. Either way. Um. So. Uh, I think I saw some. There's some joke in there about uh, how. Um, Tuberville's never blown a lead before, or no? Uh, the joke was it would be great if he won. Uh, if he won the the electorate or won the primary, but didn't get. Didn't get into the general election uh, because, uh, you know, Tuberville's never gone undefeated and never played for a national championship before or something like that. Um, Man, I feel like that joke was probably better when someone who was funny or creative. Or, or knew what they were, knew what they were talking. Yeah, uh, me just copying it and butchering it the whole way down the road doesn't make it that much better. Um, I'm curious, how many different ways did you skin that cat? Uh, seven, eight. And I, I still didn't, I still didn't get to the, to the actual. It wasn't good. Um, no. Let's see here. Uh, I think that's all I have on politics for now. You got anything else to add? Uh, Cenk Uger did not. Who is the host of the Young Turks, uh, which is a popular YouTube news show? I think it has like three million subscribers. Uh, did not. Uh, Make it out of the primary for his congressional bid. Bummer. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was that was a thing. I'm upset. Uh, I'm so I, upset about that. Uh, but yeah, no, I think we pretty much covered all of the Super Tuesday stuff. But yeah, the big news was that Mayor Pete and Amy Klobuchar dropped out just in the nick of time. Um. All right. Well, let uh, let's transition here um into what this podcast was originally created for and that is sports um west virginia won i don't think there's much else to talk about other than the fact we almost blew the lead did you watch any of the game Mm, nope yeah neither did i i was catching up on better call Saul. um for some reason i started season five and thought i had finished season four and i i watched like three episodes of season four so i had to go back and you are an idiot. Yes. Well, that has been firmly established in this podcast. Is that already. not something you would notice legitimately two seconds in the first episode? Straight up, there were, some, there were some characters, and I was just like, huh, never seen that guy before. He must be new. And then, like, apparently he had some kind of backstory, and I had no idea what it was. And I got on the Wikipedia, and I started reading some of the synopses of the uh, episodes, and I was like, yeah, I don't remember fucking any of this. So for some reason, I just stopped watching it last year, um, like three episodes in, and never, never finished it. Because I had started it, I saw it was on Netflix, season four, and I started it, and I, I had seen the first episode, um, so I was like, oh, I've already seen this season, so I'm not going to watch it. I'll just start season five, and that's, uh, that's essentially the whole thought process there. Um, no, not much golf news. Tommy Fleetwood um, bombed his drive. Um, we, don't even, we won't even do a, a golf corner because there wasn't really much to talk about other than Sung J.M. winning um, at uh, PGA National. And Arnold Palmer's tournament is coming up this weekend, but 
Um, is he going to be there? I believe he's dead. So <laughs> that be... is that is the joke, Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> he will be there in spirit. You could say he'll be everywhere. Well, and and his spirits, like, are they going to? Well, that would make it a John Daly, though, wouldn't it? Yes. Um, which is essentially an Arnold, Arnold Palmer with alcohol in it. So, by the way, I, I think it's typically vodka that if, they use for that. If any of our listener um, listeners, our two listeners, have never had a John Daly, highly recommend it. It's a delicious ten out of ten summer drink to get fucked up with. Um, Ian, would you like to start your uh, hockey corner? Sure. We are looking at a playoff push right now. We've got a month left in the season, about 16 games left for each team, give or take a few. Uh, I think the most notable thing is the Boston Bruins uh, look to be the heavy favorites to win the uh, President's Trophy. Ryan, do you know what the President's Trophy is? The best team, the team with the best record, or the best team, no, I don't, I don't know what the President's Trophy is. Tell, tell me what it is. You are so close. They earn the most points, which are gained from having I, the most wins and overtime losses uh, in the season. Oh, damn, wait. I, um, shit, I was on, I was looking at the wrong stat. I was looking at games played, not game, games won. Had I looked at games won, I would have got it right. Um, well, apologies, uh, continue in. Okay, so the Boston Bruins faced off with the Tampa Bay Lightning yesterday, actually, uh, in a battle of, some would argue, the two best teams in the league right now with how Tampa Bay has been playing, their late push. Uh, Bruins 1-2-1. They'll be playing again in Boston this Saturday. Uh, definitely would recommend watching that. It'll be probably the best, uh, one of the best games you'll see prior to the playoffs. Uh, it looks like the St. Louis Blues and Colorado Avalanche have a strong position to make it in. Uh, I've got some bad news for you, Ryan. Uh, your Calgary Flames are only only have a three-point lead on... Actually, no. Scratch that. You have a one-point lead on the wildcard team coming up behind you. Uh, well, we're beating the Blue Jackets right now, three to two in overtime. So, or we beat the Blue Jackets three to two in overtime. So, uh, suck my dick. Um, Give me a point. Okay. Who? Uh, who is it? Well, that would be two points because it was a win. Um, who scored the game-winning goal? Uh, the guy that scored the game-winning goal was um, this guy he's from Canada. It was uh, Brody um, scored, and he scored with 11 seconds left. So it was a very exciting end to the uh, game. Um, so uh, that's why we, we were late actually recording. I was watching the end of that game tonight. Yeah. Um, I, I would like definitely... to mention also that the Calgary Flames had a quite the fury of goals uh, in the third period. Um, after the Blue Jackets started out 2 nothing in the first uh, scoreless second period as well. I don't um, want to listen to you read the fucking game, the, the post-game analysis that's provided via ESPN. Tell me, how many goals has TJ Brody had this year? I don't know and I don't care. It was, well, he said three. Um, uh, Katrick uh, scored his 22nd and Elias Lindholm scored his 29th goal of the year as well. So... 
Um, just saying, it uh, you know it's, it's we're we're right on the cusp, but I'm I'm confident we're going to pull it out. And if we don't pull it out, I'm going to have to find a new team to root for come playoff time. Okay, uh, so as of right now, you'd be facing off with your with your rivals in the battle for Alberta. Uh, how do you feel about that if it were to happen in the uh, in the playoffs, the first round? Um, obviously, I I think. Um, we're a better team than the Edmonton Oilers, so uh, I'm I'm not worried about it. That's just that's where I'm at. Really, you're not worried about the uh, their leading scorer. Uh, their leading scorer. Um, <laughs> yeah, that guy. Um, I'm just I'm blanking on the name. Don't tell me. I'll I'll uh, I'll figure it out. Is it second. is it the guy I've mentioned before? You know, the one that you said you couldn't pick out in a fucking supermarket. Uh, uh, <laughs> that would probably be the guy. Um, where are the goddamn stats? This site sucks. <laughs> it is not actually Connor McDavid, who is who you thought I was talking about. It's actually Leon Dreisaitl. He is the points leader, and this could be the first year since probably the Penguins in the 90s uh, that a team has had the top two point scorers in a season with Leon Dreisaitl in first and Connor McDavid coming up pulling up the rear, and there's a fair chance that Connor McDavid, being as good as he is, is going to cost Leon Dreisaitl the Hart Trophy. Um, the, let's see, the St. Louis Blues are probably, there's a chance they could be caught by the Colorado Avalanche, but the St. Louis Blues are the closest team to stealing away the President's Trophy from the Bruins with six, uh, their back six points. Um, the Detroit Red Wings have the worst, the worst goal differential in the league right now, and they're the only team to be eliminated from the playoff contention already. Boy, tell me, Ian, um, is 121 goals, uh, bad? Well, for perspective, Ryan... Second worst is a a negative 50 goal differential. So they are almost two and a half times worse in terms of goal differential in comparison to the next worst team. My God. 10 and 22 at home, 5 and 26 on the road. Um... I'm actually just have, looking at the goal differentials now. It's very interesting. The Flames are actually have a negative goal differential also. They're the only team in the playoffs currently slated to make the playoffs with a negative goal differential. Mm-hmm. That seems problematic. Does that concern you at all? Does um, that concern you at all moving You know, forward? statistics show that could, uh, that could be a problem unless they just got blown out in their losses, which would make sense. But um, definitely concerning considering uh, uh, the Canucks are uh, plus 10 on the differential and breathing right down our necks. So who who do you think has the best chance of coming out of who do you think is the favorite to come out of your conference, the Western Conference? To win it all? Yeah. Um, you know, I'm probably gonna have to go with the uh with the Blues. Um they've just played solid hockey all year. Um You think you think that they're uh, they're gonna go for the repeat? You know, it's going to be it's tough to repeat, obviously, in a, in any um, in any sport. Um, you know, I know um, with uh, 
Where is that fucking statistic, man? I'm trying. Where? What are your thoughts on Jameisters? Uh, I, I can't stall what? fast enough. Um, what are your thoughts on Jay Bomeister's performance? Um, Jay, this year, Jay, what's, what's happened with Jay Bomeister? Jay, is he even fucking on here? No, he isn't because I told you two weeks ago he had a heart attack, a heart palpitation on the bench. You fucking jackass! <laughs> Look, man. Um, like I said, these names run together. I don't know who any of these guys are. Uh, He's talking... the only one that had a fucking heart attack on the bench, Ryan. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, man. I'm sorry. I just, you know, maybe I just had a, maybe I had a, a slight heart palpitation when you told me that fact. Yeah. Well, I also disagree. I think that Vegas Golden Knights are probably a better shot when once they get Mark Stone back from injury, they shored up their backup goaltending in case Mark Andre Fleury. Uh, has any troubles moving forward, his age starts to hit him. They brought in Robin Leonard, as I mentioned, during the discussion of the trade deadline. I think that the Vegas Golden Knights have are going to be a tough out, and I think that they probably make their way back to the Cup Finals uh, for the second time in their three-year existence. Well, we will certainly be looking forward to that. When do the playoffs start? Three weeks? They start the second week of April. So a month and a half. Excellent. Um, I'm sure we will do a full hockey um, preview, including another Mayor's bet mid-April. So get your, um, get your, your popcorn ready, folks. It's going to be an entertaining episode. Yeah, I'm going to argue that we should completely ignore politics or really anything else. I think we should have the entire opening of that be just the discussion of hockey in preparation for the in preparation for the uh the playoffs. Are we going that reminds me. Are we going to be doing the conference championships next week? Yes. Yes, next week we'll pick the uh, conference championships for uh, Division One basketball, and then obviously we'll do a bracket. Uh, and um, I guess we'll just pick eh, – that'll be tough. We'll probably have to pick a Final Four. I don't want to go game by game. That'll be a pain in the dick. Can't we just – Use the fucking ESPN. Well, 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 you know, for the listener, um, if they have any, oh. if they have any questions on what we like, maybe we pick some matchups. We'll figure it out. We wing it anyway. Um, so there's your preview for that as well. I hope you are all excited to tune in and listen to us dribble on about nonsense for another hour and a half. Uh, any more hockey, Ian? Uh, I think that's pretty much pretty much all I have to say about the hockey. Hockey happenings this week. All right. We will dive into our uh, newer segment uh, we've been doing the last few weeks, and that is listener questions and topics. Are you ready? Sure. All right. Um, So first, we have um, a question from Dak Zulsi, who says, who records your golf swing? Uh, Well, it's it's been established, Zach, that I have no friends, so that would be me. Um, I record it. Um, I set my phone on my golf bag um, purely for analytics, and then I post it on Instagram so everyone knows that I play golf. I get it. It's a douche move, but uh, old habits die hard. Uh, Dak Zolci asks another question. Is that, is that a – hold on. Is that a comment about the lifespan of nuns? 
Old habits die hard? Yes. I'm not following the joke. The uh, nun, uh, a nun wears a habit. That is what the shawl over their head is called. It is a habit. Oh, well, I did not know that. I learned something new tonight, uh, and I hope the listeners did too, because I had no idea that that's, that, that was true. Interesting. Um, so no, it, no, it clearly it was not a nun joke, but I am a sucker for a good nun joke. So if you have any more, Ian, fire away. Yeah, no, I'm I'm all set. Right. I don't I don't I'm not a fucking talking monkey that you just give a goddamn nickel to and I spit out jokes. You're right, it takes a dime. Uh what are your thoughts on the state of Clemson football? says asks Dak Zulsi. Uh they're really good. Uh probably gonna be really good next year. Um you happen to have probably Honestly, I f- I feel bad for uh for Trevor Lawrence next year, because after next year he'll have to take a pay cut going into the NFL. Yep. Um, you know, it's it's all good things must come to an end. And, uh, you know, he takes a pay cut and he's going to go play for a really shitty team. So um, I guess sucks to be Trevor Lawrence. Enjoy it while you can. Um, enjoy that sweet, mm-hmm. sweet church money you get donated to you from New Spring week in and week out. Excited for you. <laughs> Um, all right, jumping around here, Chad Demi says conference tournaments, combine, and Sleepy Joe. Uh, so we covered conference tournaments. We'll uh, be discussing that next week. Combine we discussed last week is a farm tractor that harvests corn. Um, so if you want to know more about the combine, you can listen to last week's episode, Chad, uh, and then. <laughs> Sleepy Joe. Um, I hold, think, hold on a second. Is there any chance he could be talking about the the draft scouting? He said the draft combine. Could he be talking about the scouting? No, this combine? this literally just says count. This literally just says combine. Oh, okay, okay. I was gonna say. I mean, we could go into discussion about these recruits that are were just tested before they get scouted for the NFL, but if that's not what he was talking he just, about. It just, it literally says combine, so I, I think he's talking about the farm combine. Um, and then Sleepy Joe, um, I think we covered him as well, so um, not much of a question, Chad. Come up with something better next week. Uh, ooh, here's a good one from Jake Ingle, uh, JPE1323. Fat pets, do you blame the owner of the animal or the animal itself? Yes, next question. I mean, yes, it's the owner. Okay, so you're – okay, well, okay, this is, opens up an interesting debate. So is it, if it's the owner, then you're saying being fat is not a genetic um, trait. It can be, ah. but for a pet, no, it's, it's the owner's fault. Yeah, I have to agree with you there. I think if you have a I fat mean, dog – it's a, it's a fucking – a golden retriever will legitimately eat – Whenever there is food put in front of it. So, un- unless it's... I don't know what kind of animal we're talking about here, so it could vary. Because I'm sure that, like... I'm assuming, let's, some... for, for all intents and purposes, it's a dog. Because, like, cats you can just leave food out for, you know? Yeah, but they also get super fat, too. There was one cat that was, like, 57 pounds. That's a fucking huge cat. <laughs> That's a chonk right there. That is there. a fucking chonk. Man. But yeah, no, it's definitely the owner's fault. Like, how how do you let them do that? Like, you're the one feeding them. Yeah. You control their food intake. Of course it's your fault. I would bet there's a statistical um, 
comparison you could draw where fat owners have fat pets. But um, I don't think that there's any sort of connection there. For the sake I of the pets, I hope not. But I think that white. I think there's a much stronger correlation that white owners of pets have much fatter pets. Right. Well, yeah. Absolutely. Hundred percent. Because they don't know what they're doing. White people don't know what they do. With, I mean, have you seen their kids? Yeah. Yeah. Look in the mirror every day, man. I see myself. I get it. Yeah, we all see you too. Yeah, fucker. Uh, uh, Jake, with another excellent question, asks, uh, Disney proclaiming characters are gay. How do you feel about that? Well, Disney's gay, so who cares? (laughs) Walt Disney is rolling over in his grave. Knowing that you're calling him gay right now. His grave. I think. I think you mean in that it is. cryogenic <laughs> freezing to freezing chamber that he's in, so he can't be turning over. Patiently waiting. He's patiently waiting for the day that Michael Bloomberg or Bernie Sanders uh, rids the earth of Israel. That's when we'll bring Walt Disney back to earth, to back to life. But until then, he uh, his anti-Semitic ass will be frozen in time. Um, so R.I.P. to. Walt Disney. No, I don't give a fuck. Um, I think it's kind of weird that um, little children are be su- being subjected to sexual um, orientations. Um, I was pretty sure I didn't like girls. Uh, you know, I think that's like a normal thing around like 11 or 12, right? When you hit puberty. I like, I thought you were going to say like right now <laughs> because I was, I was like 60% sure you were gay, but we'll see... <laughs> that just oh, that's my Boy. bad. Yeah, I guess, yeah. I guess you will not win the uh, the newly I, game on as, uh, as a uh, as as a uh, as a um, a uh, uh, a man of a few words, and uh, I, I don't like to project myself out there, so I can understand why people would un- would have the uh, assumption that I was in fact homosexual, and I am not. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just weird to subject, like, eight-year-olds to, to sexual orientations when they themselves don't even know what they like yet. Um, I think it's kind of detrimental to childhood development. We're not talking to kids about... Um, we're not talking to eight- or seven-year-olds about um, big tits and fat asses, but... Um, <laughs> Wait, we're not supposed to be talking to them about that? <laughs> uh you know, I'll have, to, I'll have to cancel my next visit to the nearest elementary school. Boy, uh, that <laughs> phrase right there could open up a whole another can of worms if we're not going to go down. <laughs> um, um, and uh, I guess it would be big boobies and fat asses, and you can make a zoo joke about that. But we won't. Uh, we won't. We won't be that immature. Um, I think it's kind of. I do think it's kind of fucked that J.K. Rowling came out like. 10 years after she wrote the book and said, oh yeah, Dumbledore was a flaming homosexual. Like, I just don't... That made no sense. You want to talk about not caring? <laughs> you know? Like, everyone, everyone's just sitting back like, okay, JK, JK. Okay, like, okay just, thanks? Just stop. You know, like, thanks? Yep. Okay. Just just stop everything that you're doing. Uh, um, moving moving I'm on. I'm personally some... of the opinion Go that ahead. it's not... What else? Yeah, I was just gonna say, like, I don't, I don't really care. Uh, It just seems like the same thing as if when like a fast food restaurant comes out with like for Pride Month some 
stupid rainbow drink or whatever. Like it's it's clearly pandering to it's clearly pandering to a particular uh demographic. Uh so basically I I just don't understand why that level of pandering is not something that is sort of a turn off. It's like we we get it. Like we get that you're literally just trying to convince us to come to support you in spite of everything else you've done because you're just putting a character in. That might explain That's... why you um, only eat a Chick-fil-A. Hmm? Oh, well, that <laughs> is because I love the Jesus chicken. Uh. So, something about the homophobia in that chicken just makes it taste better. That's the secret ingredient is what they say anyway. Um... Well, that's God damn. when they say that to you, that's because they're spitting on your chicken. <laughs> Is that why it tastes funny? Wow. Um, God damn it. Um, looks like we have... Okay, uh, so a new, some new questions. Um, Liz Barnhart uh, just says, The bison. Is... Is that like... I think she's talking the about the, the animal. Okay, I thought it was going to be like the move where you tell your family, you tell your kids that you're going off to buy a pack of cigarettes and never come home. The, the, the bison? <laughs> the bison. Bison. Yeah, usually, uh, you know, the thing about it is like, if I ever did that to my son, he'd know I was fucking gone because he knows I don't smoke cigarettes. Um, so, um, for... Um, this s- part of the thing, we are going to read the Wikipedia bio for bison. Bison are what, large. Wasn't the, wasn't the American buffalo wiped out at one point? Almost. It was nearly extinct. Bison Missed are opportunity. large, even-toed ungulates in the genus bison within the subfamily, subfamily the bovinae. Um, so, fun fact, they're related to cows. Um, two surviving species, the American bison, bee bison, found only in North America, is the more numerous. Ryan, I'm going to have to interrupt you here because I'm someone that's participating in this podcast and I'm about to turn it off. Excellent. Um, it's a giant fucking animal. I think bison are really cool. I think they're the largest North, I think they're the largest uh, mammal in North America, actually, too. They're delicious. Yes, they are. They can be raised in the wild or, um, on a farm. I had a bison burger at Cabela's once, and it was delicious. Uh, you could not sound more outdoorsy than you just did in the last 15 seconds. Um, so, congratulations. Uh, congrats on the new 12-gauge shotgun, and um, don't fuck your sister. So, wait, when do I get the shotgun? <laughs> Um, all right, back to questions. Um, Liz asks another question. Is canned beer better in a glass or leave it in the can in a glass all day? Um, I think beer, beer was meant to be drank out of a glass. If you drink your beer any other way, you are a fucking heathen. Uh, you and- only drink beer out of a can if you're tailgating or base or... Uh, honestly, red really solo just cups. the tailgating. Red Solo cups. You can pour it in a Red Solo cup. That's the premier way to drink beer at a tailgate. If you're smart, you use two red solo cups because then you get a little insulation. 
between you and yeah. The, and the the, uh, the only concern there though is if when you get drunk, if you don't look before you pick up your drink, you could pick up someone's spit cup, and that's that's a bit dangerous. That's spoken by a man. That's spoken like a man that's done that before. Uh, let's not talk about that. We won't. <laughs> um, I'll let the listener's imagination do the talking. There, uh, Tim asks a question. Tim Roy's. He says, uh, so I cashed out my 401k and bought gold bars. What do I do now? Play dodgeball with them. Uh, I think he's talking about like, like actual bars, like a, like a, like a restaurant. Oh, yeah, no. Play dodgeball with the staff. <laughs> with the, go- yeah. Oh, I, I oh yeah. I'm fo- yes. Oh, I'm fine. I'm picking up. I'm sorry. Team building. Okay, so Tim, yeah. uh, one of the one of the first important aspects of um, owning a restaurant or any management position is is team building. So you want to make sure everyone's on the same page. So what I think what Ian's getting at here, and correct me if I'm wrong, Ian, is it's you know dodgeball is a great way for is a great team building activity because number one it you know builds camaraderie amongst the people that are on the same team, and it also helps you really get back at that bitch Janet who was who shorted you. <laughs> Um, or, or came in late for her shift last Tuesday. Um, so nothing says, fuck you, Janet, show up on time, like a giant rubber ball to the face. Yeah, Janet, remember that time you refused to take my shift? Well, fuck you. Suck my rubber ball, you fat cunt, Janet. Um, so, Tim, definitely um, dodgeball. Um, maybe, um, you know, I don't know what kind of, like, you call it a gold bar. I don't know what your demographic is really going to be there, but... Um, uh, Persians? Sure. Persians, I guess. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm picturing... I'm picturing, like, a, a bar in a strip mall in South Florida um, is what he bought for some reason. So, good luck, Tim. Could be a bar on the Gold Coast. Maybe that's what he's talking about. That's it. He, he bought multiple ones. Maybe they're next to each other. Good luck. I never took Tim as a bar owner, but good luck, Tim. I, I think it's a safe investment. Restaurant ownership almost never goes poorly. And on that note, um, we conclude. There's one more question from Liz. I'll just go ahead and bring it up. Uh, when you are making cookies, how much cookie dough do you eat? Well, if you're making the cookies and the cookie dough turns into cookies, I think you eat it all, Liz. That's my answer. That is the correct answer. Is okay, so question, are cookies technically just cookie dough? What what do you mean? I mean, you know, people say talk about cookies and cookie dough like they're two different things. Well, I mean, yes, dough is different from the final product. You don't say there's a difference between dough and bread. But the, the chemical composition is still... Eh, I guess if you're cooking it, it changes. You're right. Okay, stupid question. Um, it's late. I'm fucking talking in circles. Uh, so that concludes our uh, questions for the evening. We appreciate the responses, and I hope you got some sort of new knowledge out of them. Ian, are you ready to transition to Dumpster Fire of the Week? You better believe I am. So will I be going first? You go first. Let's hear yours. So my dumpster fire of the week is everyone, a bunch of Garth Brooks former fans on Facebook who saw him 
show up to, I believe it was a concert in Detroit, where he was wearing a Sanders 20 jersey. Now, this is a sports podcast, so you may be aware that uh, Sanders 20 in Detroit was actually Barry Sanders, arguably the greatest running back of all time. Uh, Well, people did not gather that, and they thought that he was supporting Bernie Sanders in his his 2020 bid for president. Tell me, um, you know... I, I know I'm new to the whole internet thing. Is Facebook a place where intellectuals gather and discuss ideas? Um, not necessarily. It's where boomers typically go. Oh, so Ronnie's so, on there. Yes, so you could say yes. Intellectuals do gather on on Facebook and discuss ideas, you know, and opinions and fact based arguments. Perfect. Theoretically, they can. They're they're fact checking now. Um, that was honestly, in all seriousness, that was one of the funniest things I saw all week, um, was, you know, people posting on the, posting on the picture. I can't believe you're supporting that communist Trump 2020, um, used to love your music and now I don't. So, um, I'll never listen to you again, voting for Trump all the way. Um, imagine listening to a guy play music, um, including the iconic song friends in low places for literally 30 years. And then misunderstanding what jersey he's wearing and writing him off completely in that exact moment. You know what my favorite idea of that is? Garth Brooks, as I understand it, is not from Detroit. No, I think, where's he from? I think he's from Tennessee, right? That's what I thought. I'll check that while I'm going on this point. But he is not from Detroit. So you then assume that he just randomly has a Detroit. A Detroit Lions jersey that has that was he had it made specifically to show his support for Bernie Sanders and his 2020 bid because you can't think because he couldn't come up with any other way like a fucking T-shirt that is mass produced by the campaign. Yeah, and he, you know he. he <laughs> Oklahoma. He's from Tulsa, Oklahoma. I was gonna. That was gonna be my second guess. He was from Oklahoma, um, and I believe Barry Sanders played football at Oklahoma State, which would make, which would explain why he's wearing the uh, jersey. Maybe. Yeah, folks. That would. Uh, I don't know. Makes sense to me, but uh, you know he no. did go to Oklahoma State. That's it. Yep. So there's your. Uh, there's your connection. Um, so not a Barry Sanders supporter to the boomers out there in the world. Uh, he just likes a football player. So, God, that was hilarious. Um, That's great. All right. Uh, I guess I will go, and um, I think, Ian, you will have a little uh, addition to my dumpster fire of the week. But my dumpster fire of the week is uh, my financial um, investing um, Initiatives. Uh, so <clears throat> I noticed um, because of the coronavirus, which we haven't talked about all day, um, all podcasts, maybe we'll take a break from the coronavirus, other than the fact that it scares the fucking shit out of me. Um, we'll talk about that after we finish. Our- no, no, no. That's, that's Ebola. Ebola takes the shit out of you. Oh, I'm saying it scares the shit out of me, not takes the shit out oh, of okay. me. Yeah, d- different. Oh, okay. Completely different. Um, 
so I, I, you know, I, I finally got some money moved into a Fidelity account um, this week, and I, uh, I decided, okay, yesterday I'm going to yesterday being Tuesday, I'm going to buy some uh, some S and P ETFs. Perfect. You know, I, I find I do some research. They're all basically the same. So I, I bought three shares of the Vanguard S and P 500 ETF, which um, for the non-investing listeners of our podcast. It's essentially uh, a um, fund that follows the S&P 500, which is a collection of the top, it's not the top, it's the largest 500 companies in America. Correct, Ian? Just um, fact check me here. Is it America? I don't think it's the largest. It's I think it's the five hundred companies that most represent. They're typically the lar- amongst the largest, but they most represent the market as a whole. Perfect. Okay. Um. <clears throat> so I bought three shares of this Vanguard ETF, uh, which is the symbol is VOO, and not five minutes later, the fucking Fed comes out and makes the first rate cut. Uh, emergency out- rate. Emergency cut. rate cut. In 10 fucking years, um, and my, uh, my, my, I, I watched my, I watched my price go up about a percent and then immediately go down 5%. <laughs> if I had just fucking waited, if I had, if I had said, you know what, I'll do this after lunch, I would have been fine. It wouldn't have been a big deal, but no, five Fucking! If I waited five fucking minutes, I wouldn't have lost any of that money, and my gains today would have been twice as much as they were. Um, so I just thought it was. <laughs> I saw that, and I was like, "That is just the most fucking typical Ryan thing to buy uh, to buy three shares. Of, you know, basically a thousand dollars of an ETF, and it uh, it literally they they do something that has happened once in the last ten years uh, five minutes after I purchase it. So. Um, if anything, Joe Biden kind of helped me with the, uh, with a little bounce back today. I think the markets, if Bernie had won, if Bernie had won, um, more primaries yesterday, the markets would have been a fucking disaster today for sure. For sure. I think that you're overstating the impact of Super Tuesday on the market. Wall Street Journal was very, was claims that, you know, uh, the markets bounced back after news that Biden had won the primaries. Correlation does not imply causation. You know just what? Because, In my world, just because it does. cases of polio go up <clears throat> at the same time as ice cream sales does not mean that ice cream causes polio. Ian, now I, I believe um, you had a comment about the Fed rate cut. Yes, I am incredibly frustrated by this. This is not the purpose of a fucking central bank. That is not what they fucking do. They do not jump in every time there's a fucking slightest sign of a downturn. And I've heard, I was talking to someone earlier today who said that the reason that they did it in an emergency instead of waiting literally two weeks, their next meeting where they would normally make this announcement is two weeks. And the reason why is because then they would have been just killed in the foreign exchange markets. Fucking so what? That is not your job to... to every, it's basically the equivalent of saying, well, everyone else is jumping off a fucking cliff. So you know what we should do? We should jump off too so that they don't, take it, so that they don't get to the bottom of it before we do. 
It is mind-boggling to me. Even, I'm of the opinion that the Federal Reserve shouldn't exist. Even if you take the Keynesian approach that it should exist, this time of expansion, and granted, right now the correction isn't the perfect example, but this general time of expansion is exactly when interest rates should be going up, and they've been cutting them for the last fucking year, and it's infuriating, because that means that the next time we actually do hit a recession, there will be no changes that can be made, because we'll already be at historic lows, and so we'll basically just get dick slapped by the worst recession we've had since the, we'll have a worse recession than we had in 2008 because we won't have any way to fucking avoid what's coming to us. Tell me, I have uh, read some, uh, wow, sorry for the yawn. Um, I have read some speculation that Trump is actually trying to um, either get rid of the Federal Reserve or take the rate negative. Um, Do you believe any of that? I would believe that he would take the rate negative before he would get rid of the Federal Reserve. Interesting. What's the advantage of the negative federal, rate? I'd like to point out that the Federal Reserve Chairman is quite literally the most powerful man on the planet. If he were to come out out of any of the me- of the seven meetings they have annually and say that they were considering a, a massive or a noteworthy change, and it, every word he says and every part of his statement is closely examined... If he were to say that they were looking at a large increase in the interest rate, a large hike, he would literally collapse the economy. He can collapse the economy with a, with a literal sentence. Boy, that, uh, that uh, seems problematic. Yeah, yeah it is. How do you feel about J-Pal? Uh, well, I haven't liked any of the Fed chairmen because they're chairman of an organization that is incredibly corrupt and shouldn't exist. You didn't like Greenspan? No. The, it's, it doesn't make sense to me because, for one thing, they also, basically what the Federal Reserve does is they make everyone in the country poorer every year because they have come to this conclusion that we have to have inflation. And I have yet to hear an explanation for why inflation is a necessary occurrence. To pay, to pay off our debts, <coughs> I believe. Yeah, that's not a good enough reason like for national you know debts, the best obviously. way you know what the best way to pay off national debts is to is to run an annual surplus instead of a fucking deficit of a trillion dollars every fucking year like we have for the last decade. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. How how would you run a surplus via taxes? Hmm? Walk me what through you your surplus. How how would you how do you go from a deficit of a trillion dollars to a surplus? Cut. It's never everything. happened. <laughs> well, yes, we had a surplus back in the 90s. Seriously? Yeah, under Bill Clinton. I didn't know that. Well, I want to say it was 1995, 94. We need Wild Bill back uh, in the back in the helm then, don't we? Uh, no, that was because Newt Gingrich was the speaker of the house at the time. Ah. Yeah, uh, but the first, well, if you want to know exactly how, you would want to cut things like the Department of Energy, the Department of Education, 
you'd want to have massive cutbacks on entitlement programs, probably cut the military by a few hundred hundred billion dollars back down to still being you could cut it in half and it would still be the significantly larger than any other comp- uh any other country's military in the world. You know, um <clears throat> and I think this goes back to um I guess political political stances uh, in the idea of you know in true Republican fashion, don't get me wrong, or true conservative fashion, um, we try to leave a lot of these programs and funds up to the states rather than the federal government. Um, so I, I tend to agree with you. I think we should there there are ways we could cut those uh, programs and put them on. the What state. are you talking about in true conservative fashion? Conservatives. Conservatives balked at the chance to do this multiple times. Paul Ryan suggested a slight cut to Social Security a decade ago, and people might as well have been throwing literal tomatoes at him. The the conservatives pay lip service to deficit and debt once there's a Democrat in in the White House. When there isn't a Democrat in the White House, they spend just as much. We have larger deficits under Donald Trump than we did under fucking Barack Obama using recovery, trying to do recovery spending. It's nonsense. It do be like that sometimes. I don't know enough about it to just toss it here and talk about it, unfortunately. Like, I just don't. I don't know enough about the spending programs. Um nor the the intricacies of the differences in spending policies from the last two presidents, Mr. Economic. Yeah, I forget you're an economist, so it's, it's, you know, it's just kind of your job. I'm not technically an economist, but the important thing, all you need to know is that Medicare, Medicaid, and Social Security are going to be insolvent by the end of this decade, uh, that we spend uh-uh. almost a trillion dollars on the military, and it's... And we also have. There's one saving grace. There's one saving grace that's gonna that's what? gonna help us all um, from the uh, insolvency of the of the uh, social aid programs. You know what that is? What is it's it? It's the coronavirus. Is that because it's gonna wipe out all of the old people? It's gonna wipe out all of the fucking old people. Bernie supporters, hear me out. You wait another. You think this coronavirus is bad? Just you fucking wait. It's your saving grace. They're gonna. They're gonna you need to quarantine Bernie somewhere high, um, actually out in the desert because the, the virus doesn't do as well in the heat. So stick him out in the Sahara by himself for you know. Just let this whole thing blow over. Um, Biden will um, die in office from. The coronavirus, and then all you got to do, you bring Bernie back, stage your political revolution. There's no old people in your way. Bam, Bernie Sanders, uh, Democratic dictator of the Federation of the United States, uh, or the People's Federation of the United States. Um, so just you wait. We're almost there. Oh, I did forget to mention one thing when we were discussing politics earlier. Uh, Donald Trump and his spry, youthful self is now the youngest man running for, uh, running for president this year. Which is hilarious. If you told me that at the beginning of the, year, beginning of the election that Donald Trump would be the youngest in the election, I'd say you're fucking full no, of no, shit. No, no, no. He's the youngest man. I'm Elizabeth sorry. Warren is still technically four years younger than he is. Uh, 
I can make a joke that I'm not going to make. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised. I really, I'm surprised Pete dropped out, honestly. But, you know, I guess, I guess Biden gave him a OTPHJ and promised him a, a position on his cabinet, so. No, just gave him one of his signature uh, back massages. That's it. With, with a nice sniff of his hair. The sniff of his hair and maybe a little reach around, too. I mean, he looks like, uh, Pete looks like a teenager, so that would make sense. It'd be right up Joe's alley, man. Um, all right. Uh, well, speaking of boomers dying, let's on, move on to boomer of the week. Uh, Ian, is Ronnie back? You better believe he is. So, it's weird that you're talking about the coronavirus, because even though that's what's taken up a lot of the news, this is still the heart of flu season, the height of flu season. And uh, Ronnie's Construction Company, they're having a small outbreak. Nothing too serious, but it seems like those, uh, those pesky enemies he's sort of cultivated have been just blaming everything on him. I mean, he put in hand sanitizer everywhere, put in, put in some lovely signs, some procedures on what to do if you get sick, gave everyone the opportunity to, for sick days... Put up some fun signs that say, like, dab for the appropriate way to, to sneeze. You dab to destroy all the bacteria. Uh-huh. Some, some really, like, charming, like, kind of, we're hip, cool kind of stuff. Nope, they just weren't having it. They're super upset, saying he hasn't done enough. Saying that he, it's his fault. And uh, when people, people start having to take mu- a bunch of time off work and they have to go to the hospital for the flu it's going to be uh ronnie's fault you know i just don't you know just it's tough to blame your boss for you getting sick but um you know it's uh it's it's a microscopic virus and i feel like ronnie doesn't have complete control over it you know it's not you can't help it why is his problem did you did you see did you did you see the the tweet that uh, someone sent out uh, the coronavirus spreading like an like an online meme. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and someone someone responded, "Yeah, who would have thought that that the that uh, and that bacteria can also go viral?" <laughs> 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 Fucking idiots. Oh man. Um well this this plays wonderfully into my boomer of the week. Um I was um I ran into an old guy um on his way into the um you know, he's on his way to the Trump rally in Charlotte on Monday and uh somehow we got to talking and he said he brought up the whole, you know, coronavirus is fake news, it's a bunch of bullshit. They're just saying that to scare us, like it's the enemy trying to poison our minds. And I said, you know, I'm just kind of worried about it because the coronavirus, you can carry it for up to three weeks without anybody knowing, without without showing any symptoms. And you could be contagious for three weeks without showing any symptoms. And I thought it was only two weeks. The anesthesiologist I played golf with said three over the weekend. Okay, um, that's fine. So I, 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 I'm trusting him. This guy's usually pretty grounded and very factual, so I, I trust him um, 
in his analysis. Well, of, that's what he gets paid for. He's an anesthesiologist. That's it. So um, he uh, he um, basically said that you you can carry it for three weeks. Well, thinking about the, the coronavirus three weeks ago, it wasn't really a big deal, right? You know, they were welding people in, inside their own buildings in China, but it's China, so who gives a shit? Um, I'm concerned that, you know, there are people here carrying it that have no idea they have it. And that's how you're starting to have these cases start to pop up all over the United States. People are I think it. there was the first, the first death in the United States. There were a few, in, few people that caught it in Washington yep. and in California. There was one death in Washington, and then California had their first death today as well. Uh, uh, I think 11 people in L.A. have Can it. you imagine what will happen if the coronavirus gets to those homeless encampments? Uh, would solve a lot of San Francisco's problems. It only kills 2% of people. That's, that's the total people, but if you look at people that have pre-existing conditions, and you could argue that the homeless have pre-existing conditions, not good for the homeless. <laughs> not having a house is not a pre-existing <laughs> condition. <laughs> not according to the law that they're trying to get enacted. <laughs> okay? It all comes full circle. <coughs> um... That is a great callback. But uh, I will say, so, so the boomer starts talking, and I brought up the whole three weeks thing, and he said, they already know what it is. Did you know every virus in the world is patented? And uh, I Excuse said... Excuse me? I said, what? And he said, yeah, you can look it up. It's patented. There's a patent on the coronavirus. And I said... That's an interesting outlook. Uh, that's an interesting look on it. And he showed me a shirt, and it just said, question everything. And I let him go on about his way um, to the Trump rally. And I went my <laughs> separate direction. But uh, I, after that conversation, I, I, uh, I knew that he had to be the, uh, the boomer of the week to, to have any, any – to just believe the fact that every virus in the world is patented. Here's my patent on COVID-19. You know what my favorite part about that is? is what? It's, it's not the idea that he thinks that viruses are patented, because it's not out of the realm of possibility to think that you could patent like certain bacteria or something. It's the idea that he doesn't realize that patents are like exclusively a U.S. thing, and you would have to get those patents in every country. So if there's a virus that's exclusive to like Africa, it would make zero sense to try and <laughs> patent it in the United States. Hey, I'm going to get this patent on Ebola real quick, so when people get it, they got to pay me some money. <laughs> Coronavirus patent pending. Oh my fucking god! Oh. Is there any chance he may have been just to try and say it, salvage him? Is there any chance he may have been trying to say there's a patent on every vaccine? Maybe that's where he got it from. But he straight up said every virus is patented, including the coronavirus. Yeah, no, it's. it's I think that may have been the idea because having w- watched way too much of. Trump speaking over the last twenty uh, over the last four years, I think that I've started to learn how like his his thought process works, which is basically, and I assume that there's a fair number of his followers that have a similar thought process, which is where a factual statement is said to him, 
And then he draws a conclusion, he misunderstands it because he does not have a great base knowledge in medicine or foreign affairs or economics. And so he then takes a step forward with it and expresses it in, a, in his very blunt and ham-handed way. And it comes out as sounding like something that is absolutely ludicrous. Yes. Yes, and I think his followers do the same thing, like you said. It's the same idea. You know, it's, it's like a ga- it's one giant game of telephone, you know, where you say elephants could go extinct. And then, like, the, the boomer hears that and just hears elephants extinct. And then, you know, when they're having a conversation at the local diner over coffee in their Bible group, they say, I heard elephants went extinct last week. This world's going to hell in a handbasket. You know, and that's, uh, that's just how it goes. Man, what a time. Those are the people that are going to put the next elected official into office. Just think about that. Um, well, uh, that's, that's because they are the only ones that vote. True. they got nothing better to do. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to vote. Why? Uh, I live in Virginia, and my vote doesn't count. Ah, okay. Um, I used to live in West Virginia, where my vote also doesn't didn't count. Um, well, uh, let's move on to, do you have any picks, Ian? I have no picks this week. Any hockey picks? Um, let me, I, I forgot to check the schedule for this weekend. I will take the, the Bruins at home over the Tampa, Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, not puck line, just straight up, just because they were able to win, uh, yesterday in Tampa. I'd like to think that they're hot right now. I think. And I'm also, that is a homer pick, so it's probably, if we're being honest, you probably want to fade the shit out of me on that one. All right. Uh, I've got nothing. Um, taking the golf tournament off again this week, and that's it. Hold on. I just remembered. I did want to say fuck the Pittsburgh Penguins because they fucked up against the San Jose Sharks and Anaheim Ducks over the weekend. Which cost me both of the bets that I bets that I gave out last week. Yeah, well, so fuck the Pittsburgh Penguins and fuck you, Marone. Yeah, I was going to say about the transitive property, uh, fuck you, Marone. And on that note, uh, that's all we got this week, folks. Don't forget to fade the public. Fade the public, fuckers.